So, Nyland from episode 17 had an idea for an episode and possibly a series of episodes about music or albums that had an influence on us. He suggested that Chris from episode 4 joined the ep. Um, and um, both of these guests and I have connected over music over the years. And more than the sound or genre of the music, it was the statement the music was making. So with that in mind, I'd like to welcome back two heroes I call by their first names, Chris and Nyland. What's up, Phil? How you doing, Nylon? How you doing? Good, good. Good, good. So yeah, Nyland, thanks, man. It was a great idea. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really cool that you... I, I kind of have like a pre-Japan life and uh, post-Japan uh, life. And it's cool that you guys were able to, able to meet um, you know, because you guys are both like really close friends from both from both lives. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's good to do this episode together with you dudes. I'm actually really happy that even though it was a short time, we did get to hang out because it's amazing how three different continents are involved in this story, and yet the musical journey, while again completely different, in the end has very similar results. The importance of music, I think. I, and one of the reasons why I connected with Phil and Ergo with Chris is just how important music was to me as my life and the fact that you understand that, just the yeah, importance but, of it. You know, I remember that the, the, the day at your house party and I was like looking at the computer and you were like, don't, you know, you're pretty strict about the music. And I was like, you got bad yeah, religion? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, all the albums, man. I was like, oh shit, man, let's play this, man. <laughs> like, You were like, yeah, we just connected over that. And and Chris was the person that really put me on to, to to bad religion and just how music, you know, just the 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 that's a good word. The that music is not something you just that is not just there to sound nice or to like, you know, um, bob your head to or to look cool. Like there there there's a purpose to to music, or there there definitely could could be, or I would even say that that there should be. Yeah. So thanks, Chris. <laughs> oh man, no problem. It was just um, you know, when you you came at me with this suggestion and having met Nylon, it was just an automatic. Absolutely, I'll do this. This is, you know, just how how much we talked about music in the you know the two weeks I was maybe in Japan, um, left that much of an impression. So when the idea came up to do it, I was like, absolutely. Dope, dope. And I had right. a feeling we'd yeah. all be coming at it from pretty interesting angles, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm, I'm really excited to, to do this in our, our choices, um, you know, um, as you were mentioning, um, you know, kind of different, but still have some similarities or some kind of crossover. Um, so with, with, with that in mind, um, let's get started, I guess. So um, I have uh, the, the list here. So the order will be Chris, uh, Nylon and then me. Um, and then, yeah, you know, about 10 minutes or whatever. Um, yeah, please, please introduce your album and then we'll talk about the albums uh, afterwards and just kind of uh, the impressions that we, we we had and, you know, just shoot the shit, basically. Cool. All right. Um, my album was Bad Religion's 1993 record, Recipe for Hate. I believe it's their seventh record. But it was the first one that I heard in 1994, so I think their eighth record might have been out, but I wound up getting, you know, the one before it first. And, you know, 13, 14 years old, I was already hook, line, and sinker on board with music. Um, but this record was a real turning point because it was, you know, it had like a punk fury, but it was 
softer in a way, and I've come okay. to learn that it was actually a a point in the band where they were getting flack for putting out too much similar sounding records, so they started changing it, and then got flack because they changed the sound. So you know, you <laughs> damned if you do, damned if you don't. But um, with Recipe specifically, it's it's the first record where they started, you know, doing folk and country stuff behind like a punk beat. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I heard that kind of an Americana. Sound yeah, it's too. it's the first time that that kind of shows up with like slide guitars and like it's stuck with. I think the the single off the last record they put out, you know, two thousand seventeen, I think, still has this that sound that they started with recipe for for hate. So I found that really interesting. Um, and then there's the whole thing that it's the last record on Epitaph, and then they they went and signed with Atlantic, and then. Within a year, Epitaph blows up because of the Offspring, and Bad Religion was sitting there scratching their head, like, "Why did we leave? We, we left because we were too big for our own little label. We leave, and then our own little label blows up. So, yeah, like, yeah. in the end, they they wound up not having to. And then, you know, they they went back to Epitaph and came back into the fold. But um, and and it's a record that I still learn things about. Like, uh, I don't know exactly how true it is, but the cover with the dog heads. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I found this out somewhat recently that the the dog heads, the like Doberman pinchers, are uh, supposedly from a picture from Auschwitz. Oh, okay. And the bodies that they're on are uh, I couldn't find the names, but supposedly it was acquitted murderers, you know, who who did a hate crime in the thirties. Wow. So I just thought, you know, they just made like what would be like a hateful image, and I didn't know that. Um, apparently, that you know. The guy who did the collage of this, you know, really went in on some historical pictures. And wow. That I only found out, you know, recently. A talk about a recipe for hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read something that it showed like it was about the the combination of hate and how it would spread. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And also, um, not to go too long on it, but um, one thing that hit me with this record. You know, you start looking at religion a little different when you get into bad religion, maybe just more critically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm going to bring Japan into this because when this record came out, there were pretty significant like cult attacks that happened on both uh, in both countries. Oh, so in yeah, America, the, you yeah, had the you had the, yeah. the Waco Branch Davidian yeah. thing with that 51 day standoff with the FBI which you know ended with a with a pretty black mark on Bill Clinton's uh resume yeah. and uh and in Japan you had the Umshiriko yeah you know Tokyo attack in the in the subways so to be getting into a band like Bad Religion while that's happening around the world was just like at such an impressionable age you know you really start kind of looking around a little different yeah so uh i mean yeah, and to this day, it's probably my favorite Bear Religion album by default, just because it's the first that I got into. Um, yeah. But I also find it one of the more interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's about it. All right, cool, man. So thanks, man. Recipe for Hate, Bad Religion. What, what, the, the, what year did it come out? Like 90... 93 on Epitaph, oh, re-released in 94 when they signed okay. with Atlantic. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, so mid-90s, man, right there. Um... All right, dope, man. So cool. yeah, okay. Thanks for sharing. Um, all right, next um, in Nyland, how about you? 
Alright, so, uh, a good 10 years later, well, not quite, 8 or so years later, uh, Children of Bottom Hate Breeder. This is, uh, from the Finnish melodic death metal band Children of Bottom, and, uh, it is probably, I would say, my favorite album, my favorite Children of Bottom album, and my favorite album, I'd say, currently ever just not just because of the music because the music itself is is phenomenal but how it affected my life and basically everything in my life um just a bit of a backstory before children of bottom before melodic death metal but metal was always sort of metallica mega death and i was very much into the punk swing by now and up until this point, Offspring Smash was a seminal eye-opener for me. Mm -hmm. I'd already gotten into Pennywise. I'd started listening to Bad Religion. Um, and so I was very much, at that point in my life, I was a punk. I was going to shows. I was running around in circles, um, <laughs> shit-kicking, hiding in bottle stores, you know. <laughs> you guys know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so by this stage of my life, I'm very much into punk but I don't have the background that many people who are into punk had. I had a pretty good home life. I, my, my folks took me to the shows, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was just something, there was something that punk sort of hit me intellectually. It allowed me to understand that I didn't have to be into pop and the regular I could be different and there were people like me who thought critically about life and authority and what sort of freedom and freedom of choice and and just critical thought really meant mm -hmm. but at the same time it was almost too intellectual because I had this rage inside of me that I didn't know about but I just had it and to a degree still do just anger and punk wasn't helping me release that anger. Interesting. Hmm. I needed something more, more technical, faster, heavier. And I was listening to Ferro Metal, this show at midnight on the Night Zoo radio show in South Africa. And this guy plays three metal tracks every Thursday night. And the second track he played that fateful fucking night was the second track of this album, Silent Night, Bottom Night, and it blew me the fuck away. <laughs> I didn't know what melodic death metal was. Yeah. The first time I heard it is like, holy shit, it's punk rock, even more technical with screaming on top of it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought it was when I first heard it. It's like, what is this music? And I went and I dug and within weeks, not only had I found other metal bands, the other two bands that were on that show were also melodic death metal bands, In Flames and Dark Tranquility. And um, I'd found a South African melodic death metal oh, band and I, would, I had gone hook, line and sinker into this new genre that I had discovered. And it has basically been the staple of my existence ever since. Wow, man. In a way, this music sort of released... It released who I was, who I didn't know I was, and 
every single Children of Bottom album since this point, right up until the most recent one, which technically isn't Children of Bottom. I'll get there. <laughs> um, every single album changed and evolved as the band evolved. And that change and evolution came right at a point in my life when something was happening for me to change, for me to evolve. This, uh, when I first heard this, I was in high school. Mm. I was at that age when I had that rage. I didn't really... I was coming into age, so to speak, into who I was properly. Yeah, yeah the, the, the lyrics definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a lot of rage. In and then, but if you, look at, if you look at the lyrics as well, they go from a more sort of pent-up aggression, which this, this album does have. It's very internalized. But yeah. as it goes out, it becomes more external. It becomes a pr proud of the anger, proud of being the object of people's hate, going on to, well, bring it on, I'll fucking take you on. Mm -hmm. And through this evolution of the anger, through the albums, over the years, just so happens to be at the same point in my life when I think I was dealing with those things internally. I was never like a, an outwardly angry person, but I do have that anger that I... I have a funny feeling if I didn't find this music, it might have manifested itself in ways that are more traditional yeah uh, okay yeah wow. well there, there's research that says um you know um people who listen to uh you know heavy metal specifically the research was is with um death metal um yeah they they're, they're happier <laughs> because well, it, yeah it uh you know it's like a, it's you know basically catharsis and it's a way to deal with these emotions Yeah, I feel like uh, that. Uh, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off, Phil, but yeah, I feel go, like go. that almost cuts into like you know how there's still no correlation evidence between video games and violence. Yeah, you know, you yeah. can no, say the same thing with like you know, oh my god, these metal guys. You know, you know, a lot of people I know that listen to you know any kind of extreme music, you know, tend to be really compassionate and empathetic people. Mm, yeah, you more know? extreme metal bands per capita in the world in Finland. Finland's rated the happiest country in the world. Every <laughs> yeah, single that's year. actually yeah, so, exactly. Yo. You want you want statistics correlation right there? Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> That said, I've never met a Finn who is who hasn't told me when you tell them, "Oh, this is the happiest country in the world." They're like, "I don't know what Finland you're talking about." No one. <laughs> <laughs> Every single one who I've said that to has said that. Every single one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Sorry, I don't mean to. Yeah, to to to. No, uh, but to basically, yeah, for me, that's that's what the music was. It was more than okay. Sure, the technical brilliance, the 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 dueling guitars, the the extreme drums, then harmonizing the instruments with the keyboard whereas in punk rock especially in bands like bad religion you've got the vocal harmony more than the instrumental harmony that was replaced for me with the the, the guitars and the keyboards so i like those things the the distinct beginning the distinct end the the structure in the songs the technical brilliance all those things i love about punk rock i loved about melodic death metal But it just had more of it. Yeah. Mm. And and for me, what made this album so amazing, I mean, apart from the music, is just how it just unleashed everything. Mm -hmm. And and I learned about the the melodic death metal from Sweden after this. I learned about uh, fucking melodic death metal from all over the world. I listened to melodic death metal from all over the world. It is uh, I listened to metal all forms a metal now 
And in a way, because of this, it opened me up to other musical genres because through this I went to other metal and then as I got older and more mellow, I started going around rock and then beyond rock. And by the time I'm in Japan and I'm quite open in, in my musical tastes, I'm meeting Phil and starting to listen to the crazy shit he makes and I'm not... <laughs> I'm not immediately putting up a wall against it, which I would have done when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I can see that, yeah. I can, even with myself. I mean, that's... I think, the, I, I think yeah. that's a big thing that all three of us just experience. And anybody who really invests a lot of time into music, there just comes a point where it's like the walls automatically come down and you can get down with a lot of things that, you know, you would have laughed at yourself for enjoying, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. it's... Uh, well, there's still some stuff I, I, I'd not listen to or laugh at. Like, if I started rocking, um, I don't know, like... The Doors, that would be one for you where I could see you. Yeah, and no, I... I I'd scratch my head. I'd be like, wow, Phil got into The Doors? Yeah, like, it's I not going to happen. never it's probably, that. it's probably me listening to Kanye West. That's just <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even know what mine would be. Uh, I don't know. It'll probably sure pop, pop some pop garbage. And, right? and, I mean, I don't know. But man. I mean, like, that's that, that that's like a, that's a that's a low ball though. I mean, none of us. Yeah, but like two weeks ago, I was listening to Aha and Tears for Fears. Like, yeah, I but was, you see, no, but you see, that's that's pop from the eighties when pop was still a genre like rock. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Like pop was actually a musical genre. People were writing music. There were guys in the garages who were starting off in, in bands who wanted to make pop music. Yeah. Pop, I think now is not that anymore. Yeah, like um, it was funny. I was reading um, the uh, some of the lyrics um, <laughs> for uh, for um, uh, Hate Breeder, and um, uh, there's a website called Genius.com. It started off mm -hmm. as like a hip hop, uh, I think. Well, not hip hop, but it's just like for rap music, um, I think, um, to get lyrics. But now it's just expanded. It has pretty much all, every lyric for every every song, and you know, I'm reading the, 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 the lyrics, you know, <laughs> of, you know, it's pretty, you know, it's, it's pretty standard, you know, uh, death metal stuff. And then like the advertisements are like these pastel, like, you know, oh, Selena Gomez ex is explaining. <laughs> and I'm just like, fucking hell, man. I, like, this is what music has become. It's just like this weird, like, I don't even, it's like a, it's just like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it was such a, a juxtaposition of you know, like someone you know you know with lyrics that are obviously you know, kind of personal kind of you know like straight in your face and then this complete like marketing garbage um you know streaming on the side and i just thought yeah just like that that i guess that's a low ball for for pop music i don't think any of us would ever you know listen to that and be like oh i'm really into this or, you know what i mean so some of it's catchy i guess um this is this this design that way but yeah. um yeah. anyway but uh yeah i think for you chris i think it would it would have to be like some like may, maybe um i don't know man that's a good one man it would it would be like you know i know exactly what it would be man okay it would be um like kind of some kind of hipster stuff where like they're playing drums with like spoons and they're thinking they're being ah. creative or something like, but not not in a not a, in a drummer way, but like like somebody that's not a drummer, but oh, like you used to get so 
You One of those fuckers at Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I got it. I think I got it. I think Phil just steered me in the right direction. Um, What is the name of that band that that is just trying to be Led Zeppelin right now? Like, down to the look. They were on SNL, and it was... Oh, I have they, no idea. They got made fun of because it kind of seemed like the most uninspired thing, but it's like... It's such a paint by numbers version of Led Zeppelin. Oh my god, I don't even know. Oh, I can't. I'm blanking on the name. Yeah. Um, but that but that that band, that that <laughs> one, that one got me to a level. See, this of is like, this is where Phil's editing skill is gonna put it in right yeah, now. Yeah, well, I might get copyright strike because if, <laughs> if they're trying to make it that big. Like I but saw yeah. that and Greta Van Fleet. That's the name of the band. Oh, that's um, even a bad name, dude. If I, I saw Red. <laughs> it was the most uninspired thing I've seen in so long. Yeah, uninspired. And it's not like that's, they that's were just like they, they could play, you know, but it was just like, wow, you're you you just took the page out of the book. Yeah. Like I'm all for inspiration and being like, Oh, that's sick that I could pick up on whatever you're doing, sounding mm. like whatever. But this was just oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know, but I guess we get uh we're kind of getting into the shit talking stage already but <laughs> as, 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 i was about to say hold that thought let's skip ahead to the bjork yeah, and then yeah. come back to this. <laughs> come very good, because yeah. i've actually got a point to make on this which ties into the bjork but we haven't heard about her okay. yet oh cool um all right cool yeah so um yeah me bjork man um you know i wanted to do you know um do something a little bit uh personal i guess um i'm a was i would say i was a huge bjork fan um i think um when nyland mentioned uh you know kind of growing up um or you know just changing um yeah i'm not really into her later stuff this is i would say um this her next album medulla i really enjoyed um that came out um 2004 but after that album i really can't i've tried but i really can't get into any of her new stuff but um you know, this, I think, is, you know, my, my favorite album um, of hers and probably like the, the, the top 10 of favorite albums. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just reading, I don't know if you guys had a chance to read about it, but, you know, she just kind of used stuff around her house, just like like snow or like shuffling cards, opening books, cabinets. And she, you know, just spent like, you know, three years making these kind of micro beats and editing the sound and you know this like doing something that and this came out in 99 i think or, two, or 2000 i think it was 2001 2001 2001 yeah. that's right so all of these albums are around the same fucking time yeah then yeah, oh, within, yeah i'll get into uh kind of weird timeline things and coincidences with all three of these um yeah so you know it yeah 2001 that's right and the writer and um yeah and i just you know like learning about that and she even like produced it in a way where like people could pirate it like she tried to use instruments that wouldn't get um all screwed up from you know low low bit rates or whatever so that's really awesome too you know so like i just you know like it was just you know um something that was really along you know not not only would i, I enjoy the music but like i just like like you know her perspective um and just, you know, she kind of herself, you know, has always had an indie vibe, you know, with the, the, the Sugar Cubes and, and her other albums, you know, like it was it was it was pop music, but it wasn't, you know, like this kind of corny 
stuff. It was still, you know, truthful, intimate, great, creative. I think that's what I think you were kind of saying with the 80s pop stuff nylon like people was like i'm gonna make pop music you know i'm gonna go in my garage with some friends at the synthesizer i'm gonna make up a, a pop song right um you know just this is it's a genre and i think you know what this album did was it kind of you know was a graduation from pop music i kind of feel you know um the videos are really avant-garde as well yeah. um you know she was you know she pierced the whole body and shit for one of the videos and with pearls and made like this dress. Like it, it, it was just like, you know, I'm, as you guys know, like I, I fucking hate mainstream stuff. Um, I hate a strong word. <laughs> Akin. But uh, I don't want to say hate, but I, I, I really have a, a disdain for, um, you know, like overproduced, you know, money just being thrown around music, right? Like, I I don't, I just don't like it. Um, And I think, you know, you know, she's, you know, obviously at this time, world famous, you know, you know, well, well off, right? But, you know, she just did something different, interesting, like, you know, like it, it, she didn't care about fame or, you know, that kind of, she didn't, didn't care about looking cool and stuff. So, I, you know, I, I, as, as a, as like a, a human, I really just <laughs> just re- respect her um, as, as as an artist, and um, yeah, you know, like um, yeah, just the the sounds that she was able to create and and just do like I was like the, this was the only concert I've ever been to. Like I don't go to big concerts for one person. Like I'll go to I'll, I I won't mind like a festival. Like you know, like we've been to Warp Tour and Lollapalooza back in the day. But I just don't like the spectacle of oh, like you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just weird. But like, yeah, it, it's you know it's what I mean. A different beast than <laughs> yeah. what we came up with for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. Then and so like you know, I you know I went and saw her live, and you know it it it, it, it was a letdown. I would say like not not her, but you know it's just like it's. I guess what the the biggest thing for this album for me I would say is that this album, in my opinion, is made for headphones it's made for you to sit down and listen to or at an intimate party as like you know a few people together just having drinks or you know just kind of working on something writing something creating something um and that was you know why i chose it um it's because you know me as i you know make music i don't make music to 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 play in front of lots of people right i just make music for you know just sitting down putting on headphones and going for a walk or you know for a background music for like a, a video like you know as, as nylon uses all the time yeah real Props. quick real quick phil because yeah. you said that i want to jump in and i want to see if, yeah, go if for nylon it. agrees with me i did give this record a headphone listen and as well and so much of your music phil has this <laughs> record's fingerprints <laughs> all over it and you know what? I, it made me love your music even more for it because I mean, this this I've always dug Bjork, but this record, like, th- there's a lot going on in this thing, man. Yeah, Dude, a lot. Took the words right out of my mouth because I was listening to this. I was like. Dude, this sounds like Phil's music. <laughs> exactly. Like, dude, like, e- even from like you know the, the music boxes and like. And uh, just, we can we'll get into it later, but uh, it was, the rat. The random, the random drop-offs. The 
you don't expect it coming and then the sound comes. That's just like, it's all filmed, mate. Yep. That's what I thought. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man, I love it, York, man. I heard a couple of tracks. I was familiar with some of the tracks on this record before, like uh, the first one, that's the single. Um, the Hidden Place. The Hidden Place yeah. and... Uh, is it the, uh, the, yeah. the poetry one? Um, oh, pagan poetry. Pagan, pagan poetry. poetry. Yeah, I'd known yeah. that one. Um, but yeah, by about like the track four, I was just like, I figured it out, Phil. <laughs> but again, so, like what I said with that fake Led Zeppelin band, it's just like, well, you're not even trying, but like to hear the influence on your music, Phil, it's like, ah. That's, oh, yeah, that's like totally the best compliment, I've ever, <laughs> best compliment I've ever had in my life. But uh, compared to Bjork, man, that's a uh, thank you. <laughs> well, I think it's cool I that try. We, both me and Nylon picked up on it. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I just you know I just I just respect her as an artist. And what's what's crazy? I'll just end with this: is she so like? But but at the end of the album, she took like three years to make it, and at the end, she got some friends, um, this like a duo to just. For like two weeks, they just did, did a little bit of, you know, some more of the traditional, maybe like beat like bass or something, whatever, that be reminiscent of a snare. And they got all the credit. And like, they would go on interviews and be like, no, Bjork produced this entire album. She did all the beats. We just got, we just, you know, just did a little bit because she's our friend and she, you know, asked us, asked us to come in. And yeah, man, even to this day, like she... That's just, this is like one of her pet peeves was that like she never got props for this album and I think you know it's at, uh, yeah it's it's amazing you know like um, as a beat maker you know because she's worked with, with like Wu Tang and shit as well like you know like it you know she's just um, yeah so I don't know this I think this album is in my opinion just uh, just uh, amazing that you know like one song there's like just walking in snow and then like yeah. she flips into a fucking beat man it's just like how do you, you know, i mean if you have lots of money i'm sure you can do it but yeah like how, how do you get that idea you know she must have been fucking blazed out of her mind but uh you know props to her but yeah well, so that's funny, um, that's funny you said that song. like a few songs down now towards the end past pagan poetry i don't actually know i was it was a long drive and i just sort of wasn't looking at what track i was just listening mm-hmm <laughs> And uh, I was like, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of, you know, when, you, when you're stoned, but in that point where your brain is still in, like, perfectly functioning, <laughs> or at least you think it's perfectly functioning, and you're having all these random thoughts about the things around you, <laughs> things that you never really thought of the same way. Like, you look at, you're looking at things in your room, sort of like, I never looked at that jar the same i've never looked at those flowers this way before and and you have those psychedelic sort of moments when you're stoned and that's generally the point where you really need to stop and then you have one more and you regret things and you're eating six pizzas and all of that stuff but that 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 weird place has like this is what she has managed to capture in the music yeah, yeah that sensation yeah. anyone who has been there knows this yeah yeah, I mean, um, yeah, she's no stranger to uh, to that <laughs> as well, from Phil, what I've before, heard. Before we move on from this record, um, yeah. what can you speak about the, the live version of this record? Because I know she kind of does almost all her records live. Yeah. Like, there's a recording of just the, you know, at least the, the 2000s records she put out. Like, Yeah, it's really, it's really good. So there was two... So she, for this, for this album, she... 
um i forgot the name of new york but like she rented out like she it wasn't a traditional like place it was um the amphitheater i don't know but like it's where arc orchestras play um okay yeah and um yeah she like had it all orchestrated and stuff because she's like you know this she like writes that shit too it's just it's nuts I it's amazing she, amazing she is but you know um yeah i mean it's she was she's a she's a good singer as well you know like um which just sounds weird because she has like this kind of weird voice but she can hold you know she's a talented singer so like even when she does it live it's it's just dope because she'll just use she'll flip it up and not even use some of this the or use something different like uh, that she, she made an instrument i think like she just designed one if i'm not mistaken and yeah and then like it like sounds this, about right yeah, yeah, and she like to d- d- do it live on that, but she, you know it's her song, so she's able to just, just, just kill it. Yeah, so like, um, yeah, I really enjoy like, yeah, her her, her live stuff. I, I, yeah, um, yeah, just yeah, it's she's just. Uh, it, I just wanted to ask because this, yeah. like you said, this seems like such an intimate record for headphones, and apparently intimacy was like a big theme in the lyrics. Exactly, too. exactly. Um, yeah. And then as I was, you know, listening to it yesterday, I saw that there was a live version, and I was just like. I'm I'm curious to see how yeah, it's this good. this it's uh, good. transfers. Yeah, okay, L- cool. lots of uh, orchestration and and um, you know more more of the choir is used, I believe, if I'm remembering it correctly. Um, cool. But yeah, it's just, yeah, that, this it's, uh, it's pretty dope. Nice. But yeah, all right. So um, so yeah, I just wanted to just really comment really quickly on recipe for hate. Um, like I was really taken back um you know i haven't you know sat you know sat down and listened to this um <laughs> long long time sure from start to finish you know a, a track here or there you know um and you know um you know i i dude i'm not gonna fucking front man i heard a lot of capital man just in um a lot of the themes huh. a lot of the themes with war um, yeah, this is coming off the Gulf War, so yeah, yeah. You know. Um, and at um, I think Oak, Oakdale Merge, one of the the ending reggae ish dub part, right, has a same similar riff to uh, I forgot to write it. Well, down. like All Good Soldiers. Yeah, it's a it's a it's or a, um, to... struck a nerve. They might be struck a nerve. It's oh, yeah, a similar. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh yeah, shit, struck a nerve. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to ask Joey about that. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I uh, I heard a lot of capital um, in that a lot of the the the, the uh, influences um, like you know just theme wise and um, yeah, I just you know I know that you saw them recently, or well, fairly well around uh, COVID. Uh, touring on the last record so yeah within the last two years you know pre-pandemic but you know maybe six months before the world ended yeah yeah so like yeah so um you know seeing them live you know um thinking thinking about this record uh in particular um you know you know this you know this is what uh 20 years over 20 years later yeah yeah um yeah did did you kind of have a different feeling from uh, from it um are they you know are you different from when you first heard this record because a lot of the themes are the same like nothing no, that's nothing that's something changed. that's that's has stuck yeah. with me is just like uh, i guess it's it's sad in a sense because it's like mm-hmm. oh man 
this record just keeps getting older and older, and it's lyrically still so damn relevant. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, but, yeah, but you even seen it today with the freaking uh, Israelis, you know, exactly. doing part side to the Palestinians that's still going on. You know, and even, yeah. even going on to, which is probably my fa- one of my favorite songs the band's ever written. I don't think it's ever been played live. I think it's the strangest song on the record is Don't Pray On Me. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds yeah. like a country song with a punk beat. There's no chorus. And if you listen closely, you'll hear that Mr. Brett harmonizes the entire thing with Graffin, the whole yeah. song. And lyrically, as a kid, that blew me away because I was like, wait a minute, he's making references to like the Scarlet Letter and, you know, JFK having a relationship <laughs> with Marilyn Monroe. And then he drops yeah. like, what's the, the God line that knocked me on my ass as a kid? I guess God was a, a lot more demonstrative back when he flamboyantly parted the sea. The sea, yeah, yeah I was yeah, just yeah. like, what a dig. And I think I maybe just had like my confirmation. It was just like really <laughs> over that whole thing. I was just like, all right, I, I, I found the new path. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even that song opens up with like a, a reference to Rodney King. And mm-hmm. you look at where America's at right now with a lot of race relations. And it's like, again, this record came out in 1993 and shit is still relevant off of it. Yeah, yeah. It's not, nothing's changed. Yeah. Even mean, before then. Yeah. Even before, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look, look at the cover, 1930s acquitted. Yep. You know, maybe that's changed recently, which is a good sign mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. But, um,. And what's interesting for me about this album and Bad Religion in general, apart from the relevance is, again, coming from South Africa, is just how global, like, American Jesus is actually, it's a song that's on my regular punk rock play, playlist. It, it pops up all the time. And one of the reasons why I really liked the song even back in the day was the fact that we in South Africa is one of the things that I was really apparent of when I was in my punk rock awakening. It's just the heavy influence of the United States on us and who we were. The fact mm. that the punk rock we listened to was all from that sort of um, that sort of wave, the the, the bad religions, Pennywise's, no effects of the world. Yeah. yeah, that was what influenced the punk rock we listened to. The bands that I used to run around in circles to. Um, Fucking the Vendettas Cartel, mm. shit like that. They're all, nice. all influenced by that. And, you know, we had our American Jesus, but we were listening to and discussing and singing about and shouting about the issues we were facing. Yeah. 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 I mean, and yeah. Go on. Sorry. I just, I just find what I really find interesting is just how much the United States has sort of dumped upon the world <laughs> we are all in some way or form and you see it especially with the elections everyone had an opinion on the american elections and a lot of americans got pissed off about that you don't live here why are you having an opinion about it but the thing is we have to because yeah. the american president i hate to say it is the president of the democratic world yeah what yeah. he does affects us down in the shithole countries as well. <laughs> well. That's why, you know, they call him the leader of the free world. You know, that's yeah. absolutely true. Yeah, so um, I was just... Yeah, go on, my bad. No, it's, I, I, that's really interesting what Nylon just said because recently, you know, with, with the rise of, like, you know, alt-right and proud boys and stuff like mm-hmm. that, 
uh, Bad Religion did put out a, a horrible single. It was god awful. Uh, it was called The Kids Are All Right, like kind of a play on that who the mm -hmm. kids are all right thing. And the song was mm -hmm. terrible because they 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 phrase it in the same way American Jesus is phrased. It's the band using irony to be like, at first they're like, hey, join the alt-right, we're great, mm -hmm. but they don't. You, you could, someone could be stupid enough to think that they're glorifying it where clearly yeah. they're like, look at these knuckleheads. Yeah, yeah. And it made me go back to American Jesus and look at it, and I'm just like, wow. Two-thirds of this song, he's talking about some serious nationalistic beliefs mm -hmm. and how they spread around the world, like Nylon was saying. But, you know, by the end of the song, you know, I'm fearful that he's inside me. Yeah. Like he's fearful of the idea of, you know, this American imperialism or, you know, what mm -hmm. is essentially the American Jesus. So... It, it made me think that, you know, I don't want to say that people aren't smart enough to get bad religion, but like I could see people looking at it and being like, oh, yeah, America's the best. Mm -hmm. Or that's really not the message of, in the song at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, I think what, you know, um, listening to and just thinking about just us in general, um, even just writing the intro um, and also listening to a Hate Breeder. Um, you know, this, the lyrics there as well. Um, I think what, 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 what we're, I think our generation or whatever, the music that we're talking about, um, is this a, a push against empire, right? So, um, you know, uh, from the perspective of bad religion, right? They exist, you know, we, we exist in the empire, right? America is American empire, settler colonialists, right? That's the, sure. that's what's going on in South Africa as well. That's the tie, right? Um, you know, there's a bunch of settlers, um, you know, going with, you know, just fucking up people where they go and just, you know, um, so I, I, and I think what, what, um, you know, the, a, a big part of, I would say, well, I would say from the perspective of bad religion and just, getting into punk is just you know trying to push back against you know where we you know the 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 water that we live in the air that we breathe right there's no there's no escape right because we live in 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 empire right we, we we we're the bad guys essentially um and or at least you know we benefit um, begrudgingly you know without any choice you know <laughs> from you know the you know the exploitation of the uh shithole countries as, as nyland said um and I, I was thinking then, you know, like hate breeder, like I, uh, at least for me, um, I never got got into um, death death metal. Um, I don't know why. I I think it was just from proximity. Um, I did go to like a Cannibal Corpse show, and and the hardcore hardcore scene was a lot more connected. But when they shut down PWAC, things kind of um, separated. But I, I will say that you know, I definitely can relate to to, to what you were saying, Nylon, about um the the anger and and not having a proper way to release it and i think a lot of that anger is also connected to you know the u.s and and an empire and and injustice right i don't know like is, is that where it came from from you but i remember you know like that was what you know eventually i realized you know it was like that's why i'm so angry because i just don't i can't do anything about it you know i i'm just stuck but um, I think I, yeah. I think I told you about this, Phil. I haven't told Chris about this. Now. You guys saw the Twin Towers go down, like, with your eyes. Yeah. You yeah. were there. Yeah. I was on the other side of the world, 
and I, I shit you not, when I saw the tower go down live on TV, the emotion I felt was not a negative one. <laughs> I wasn't entirely, I wasn't entirely like, you know, I wasn't going around like, huzzah, huzzah, but I was like, fuck yeah, they got smacked. <laughs> they got smacked. These motherfuckers got it. Well, they got taste of medicine, right? That's, I mean... That that yeah. that serves them right. That's the sort of shit that I was thinking about. It's like, yeah, the bully got the, the bully got a black eye. You know, that's the the the, the thought that I had well, more than anything else. There, there there are a few albums um, that you know did play on that happening. I think one. I think who was it? I think a, a hip hop album had to get pulled. Oh yeah, I mean the the that that went on for years, man. I remember. Um, Maybe you were going to the show with us. We were going to see Hot Water Music. I think mm-hmm. it was on the Caution Tour. So this was even a good year and a half after 9-11. Mm-hmm. But that band Leftover Crack. Um, <laughs> Leftover Crack. Yeah, they, they they pulled something at the venue where the, I think they did something on stage and like, you know, like had like a diorama of the Twin Towers or something. <laughs> and the fire marshal wound up coming to the venue. And this was in Brooklyn. Here we go. And then they were just like, oh, guess what? No more shows here. Mm. So yeah. like, Empire, you know, they, free speech, they, free speech. That was not. the thing. There were some bands, you know, being like, like, like Nylon said, that's a really good way of saying it. Um, the bully got the black eye. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people eventually did kind of get there. It doesn't take away from, you know, the the awfulness and the trash. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 It, but that like sucks. it is a perspective it's a distance thing you know mm-hmm. that too I was yeah. disconnected by what thousands of kilometers and age mm-hmm. I was a kid right yeah mm-hmm. you know the Vietnam vet's not seeing it that way or maybe he is because maybe he saw firsthand that you know maybe not everything America does is great yeah I mean you know um, I just was watching the news today you know um, you know I, don't, I rarely watch the news but just you know just had it on and yeah, just like 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 bloodied up Palestinian babies, man. Just like yeah, you know, uh, and that's our money. That's a well, not, our, not you, Island, but that's American money that go like a couple billion dollars a year goes to to uh, to, to Israel, right? So that that little baby's blood is uh, our tax dollars at work, you know. So I mean, um, you know, I can't lie. <laughs> I'm not like in in America, but I mean J- Japan's just is, uh, is not that far off. I'm sure that they yeah, they, we they doing ate. A, a podcast but. about awesome music and look what bad religion got us. <laughs> oh, but, but bad religion does open up this particular can. I know it was kind of in, inevitable, I guess. So, so my apologies for that. No, but I mean this is what I I mean by you know like I said this isn't we're not talking about the sound or the genre of music, but it's a statement the music was making. Right, this is what's always on our on our minds right i mean and i think um yeah this is uh, why we're friends because we can talk about this stuff and we don't have these kind of um and hell my favorite yeah. bad religion album mm-hmm. uh is the was the empire strikes first oh that that one's probably top five for me easily mm-hmm. yeah and that that whole and thing is just a whole onslaught against george w bush <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's Straight the up. only time they were really overtly being like this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. No analogies. This is like, this is the, yeah. Yeah. That one's really up there for me. Word up. But, um, all right. So Nyla, man, um, I know you wanted to talk a little bit more about, um, 
Children of Bodom. I I I had to look up the uh, the, the name, and I it's it's a lake. Um, lake Bodom. Oh, and it was like a big murder. Like place. A, yeah. Like, so yeah. there were there were some kids who um, disappeared, and they were killed up on the lake. They were they camping on the lake, and they were killed. And um, that's why the band chose the name the Children of Bodom mm. because these kids were killed, and needless to say, that was plenty fucking controversial in Finland. Yeah. Well, I never. I've always wanted to know where they got that name from. I just never looked it up. Wow. Yeah. And then, like, um, re- recently, I'm thinking, like, dude, when I was in yeah. Finland, I went to Lake Bottom and there's a <laughs> bunch of kids playing in a park there. I was like, oh shit, Lake <laughs> Bottom. Oh man. But like the the one survivor, right? Of those of those the, those those kids, he got tried for their murder, but he got off. Like later on. Um, yeah. I was just reading about that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think they actually know really what happened, yeah. what happened there. But yeah, that that that's an interesting side is that you don't really hear so much about the darker influence, especially within Northern European. And you hear about the black metal, the church. Well, yeah, band. I was going to do the whole Sweden thing is like, you know, they've made movies about that, you know. Uh, no with way. Mayhem and all those bands. No way. Oh, Norway, excuse me. No way. Yeah, 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 with Mayhem, Euronymous. Fucking vag I mean, that's uh, that's yeah. an insane, crazy story. It's one of the craziest yeah. stories in music, period. <laughs> yeah. Of course, I, any I mean, genre is yeah. just the, that whole black metal thing of the '90s is just like. I, I remember Duncan told me about it. You know, early 2000s when we were living together, and I was reading it. I was like, "This didn't happen." <laughs> sure <laughs> enough, <laughs> it fucking did. Yeah. That said, though, it did lead to some amazing fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, man. Can you? Um, so, what? Like, did I said that you know the the band kind of changed um, as you as you changed. So, yeah. Can you? So, uh, yeah. You know, um, share about that a little bit. So then, if you look at Children of Bottom, right? Their sound at this point, they were still very sort of symphonic. They had yeah some keyboards going on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the keyboards got stronger in the next album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you um, gotta love the whole Castlevania vibe of yeah, lots Death of classical metal, influence. It's, it's yeah. so extraordinarily difficult to play. I mean, <laughs> anybody who looks at, at like a death metal band and be like, "Oh, they, well, you're not a musician," it's just like, "Oh, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 something a little bit these, more." Man. These guys can totally <laughs> play their asses yeah, off. Shred, man. So, the front man of the band, Alexi Laiho, he is rated as one of the greatest guitarists that has ever lived. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's basically he ha- he was the core. He was the primary artistic drive. He was the energy. He was like, the madness of the band, and everything sort of revolved around him. But all the musicians were all really talented. They all contributed and wrote. But if you just follow the lyrics and you follow the sound, the next album after Hatebreeders follow the Reaper. That got even more symphonic. Then Hate Crew Death Death Roll came along, and it was completely different. They got harder, got more aggressive. You got a more of a sort of American vibe into it. You got some Pantera sounding stuff, mm-hmm. some Slayer sounding influences coming in there. Wow! And then a lot of fans were like, "But you guys lost that symphonic sound. You guys have changed." And that was right around the time In Flames did their whole change from what was melodic death metal, the Gothenburg sort of sound, to a full pivot to what has now become metalcore. Okay. At the time, yeah. In Flames was one of the bands that sort of invented that sound. So what, what what year would that be about? 
Uh, hey, crew, death roll. Was yeah, because two thousand three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember that's when I noticed more hardcore guys being like in flames. Yeah. 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 It was a. It was a. It, yeah. It was a. It was like um. What's what's the fucking word? Um. Crossover this, this, almost. Yeah, it was, a, it was a singularity, man. Like emo, screamo, like all, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the um, and so yeah, all that. In shit. flames, yeah, yeah. in flames, and there's another band called Soilwork, which sort of touched into that as well. But Soilwork redeemed themselves, whereas in flames, just sort of went the whole hog. They changed their sound and they they pushed against the melodic death metal fans they had. Interesting. Outwardly, they even sort of told our fans. We're musicians. This is what we want to do. You get on board with it, or you fuck off. And so a bunch of us said, "Well, we'll, we'll fuck off." <laughs> I stopped listening to In Flames at that point. Playman mm-hmm. was their greatest album, and then they just cut off their limbs, as far as I'm concerned. And there were some gems in the other stuff, but I mean, shit. If you listen to their re-release of Clayman last year, you look at the YouTube. I have never seen this before. It's a slight sidetrack. In Flames re-released Clayman in a sort of a new version based on the evolution of their sound as a band they became now. I have never seen YouTube comments. Every single comment was negative. <laughs> Not a single positive comment. And like people are like, I'm a new In Flames fan, and now I see what the old In Flames fans wow. are talking about. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, uh uh, I don't know. In Flames is sort of it died around that time for me. But yeah, Children of Bottom, they also changed, but they never. I think they evolved. They never lost that core madness again. That was Alexi Laiho, and it just kept changing. So it got darker and heavier as I got sort of darker and heavier into my university years. Mm-hmm. Then once I'm in. Um, Japan, you know, blood drunks coming out. It's a lot more confident. It's a lot more fuck you in your face type shit. And I'm more fuck you in your face type person. <laughs> Relentless, reckless, forever comes out. And the title of that album is me. <laughs> um, and then Hail of Blood, I Worship Chaos and Hex. They all just calm the fuck down. And if you look at that point in my life, that and Hail of Blood was was a really powerful album for me when I was going through a lot of um, trouble here post ALT life type stuff. I remember that. Remember that. Remember those yeah, times, yeah. man. And um, and then I worship chaos was sort of like around the time of the revival, and hexed hexed is an interesting album because it it's technically brilliant, but it never really took to me. But that was where the band was starting to 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 come apart, and mm. you could hear it. Where Alexi wanted to go and where the band wanted to go, it this changed. After, and that, this is about like and, ten years. Uh, no, sorry, uh, almost fifteen but, years, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, this is twenty nineteen now, and mm-hmm. that's where the band decided they're going to split up. Mm-hmm. They had yeah. their last show at the um, Yarhalli, the um, ice hall in Helsinki. I remember being and, surprised that I heard they they were hanging it up. I was like, huh. When know? when I found out about that, it was like, well, it's their last show in in Helsinki. I had to go. I had to fucking go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I was that man. It was the greatest day of my life. Without <laughs> a doubt. Seeing Children of Bottom live in Helsinki, you know, on the day it was like, if I died now, I'm gonna <laughs> Never die. Never be telling happy. me that. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It was just so. It was so. It was so. 
Like I'd seen them many times in Tokyo now. I I had started their largest ever mosh pit in Tokyo, you know. <laughs> I'd, I got so many war stories yeah, yeah, yeah. in my war heart and <laughs> oh my god. And you know, they they start playing downfall, which is how they're ending the show. The Last nuts, track been, of yeah. my favorite album of all time. And at that point in time, this is the last song Children of Bottoms ever yeah, playing. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and the emotion was just, it was unfucking fathomable how much positive and negative it just, it just all just came fucking together. It was amazing. That's so. And cool. then after that, um, the band ended and it turns out Alexi and Daniel Freiberg, Alexi Lai, Daniel Freiberg, the two guitarists, then they got a bunch of other dudes to, signed up with Napalm Records. They started the band Bottom After Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they were going to release, they were going to play at Tuska last year, then the pandemic happened and yeah. then they were going to play at Tuska this year. And Alexi Laiho died. Yeah. Wow. wow. And... Uh, they just released the three songs that they've completed recording on. Yeah. And that was my birthday present to myself. I bought that album. Nice, man. And it is the best Children of Bottom album. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not Children of Bottom. It's not. But, like, <laughs> right. no, but you don't understand because yeah. exactly what I felt was missing in Hexed. Exactly what I felt was missing from Children of Bottom in my life. And exactly what they needed after. Mm-hmm. Like, after seeing them in Helsinki, what I needed from them, what they needed to do for me, to keep me as they had done now for, shit, most of my entire life. Yeah. It is a technically brilliant masterpiece. How on earth <laughs> that they, they thought of ways to do with essentially the same musical formula, mm-hmm. things that have not been done before. That in itself was brilliant. And then the way they'd wrapped it together... The energy, the revitalization, that rebirth, it was exactly what I fucking needed. The, when the single came out, fucking tears were welling up in my <laughs> eyes listening to this. I'm like, how on earth does it end this way? Yeah. With just a taste of how amazing this next evolution was going to be. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, they got to do it, man. You know. They got to do yeah. it. It's like, just oh what yeah. a I, man i, I the, oh. hear you talk about that man I, I know you have to get going soon chris right you have like you no we got we got some time um okay i just wanted to say um i don't want to get to that yet but in regards to like you know death metal and black metal um i i'd rather watch it than listen to it I got, in, yeah. the way, in the way that I watch like a sick jazz fusion band yeah. because like you can't uh, you the spectacle that. and oh, entertainment no, of the performance absolutely. is just like I mean um you see Nylon open doesn't the whole know time, but like right? yeah me like um Nylon doesn't know the guy but a, a buddy of mine that Phil knows Joe Seattle like mm-hmm. you know me and him are more hardcore punk guys but like I've been over his apartment and we'll just be watching videos of, you know of the band Death Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for for an hour, just being like, oh, just, just how, how, yeah. you know, and um, going back to what I said before, anybody who looks at like you know certain genres of metal or even thrash metal, you know, even like the core four, um, 
Now, shit, if you, once you've experienced the inside of a Slayer mosh pit, there's very little that you can go back to after that, bro. That's yeah. A, that's like, a religious experience right there. You know, so many people always looked at, you know, metal as, you know, just like, oh, that that's... Even because, I mean, there were some bad punk players, you know, part of sloppiness of punk was a thing, you know, for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Metal never really had that, man. And if anything, metal keeps progressing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, um, that, it, that's why I never got into it i would say just because it was like i can't i i only try to listen to stuff i know i can play i had that problem too i found that's why like i like i, I say i don't listen to a lot of progressive or, or extreme metal more than i like it for the spectacle and entertainment to watch yeah. it to just be like well yeah i'm never gonna learn how I'm to play the, yeah that. But that was amazing amazing yeah it makes me you sad <laughs> like yeah, I'm never it doesn't make me sad it makes me giggle and i'm just like yeah. that was cool yeah, you know, yeah. but again, I'm kind of with you, Phil, on that. That I always tended to lead towards stuff that I could duplicate or yeah. take influence easier from. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I watch, man. I I I watch tons of like uh, metal YouTube. Like, um, they have like these um, uh, what's it called? Like uh, these covers of like video game music, but this like a guy on guitar just like fucking. Oh yeah, it. yeah. Just I watched those like some Saturdays. I'll just spend like an hour just be like, holy shit, how do you do this, man? Like, just it's an awe. Just yeah. So like, I think metal is just like that kind of. Um, it's I, I would say it's 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 the you can't do more with a guitar, a bass, and a drum with the store like in that genre. Like in, in, uh, there's like yeah. jazz and stuff. You know what I mean? But like for like rocking out like. Like, no, oh, dude, yeah. you just you just put distortion on jazz and it's called metal, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, put distortion on jazz, it's called Pantera. There's there's a lot of jazz guys who would agree with that, and there's a lot of jazz guys who would never agree with that. But the fact of the matter is, is there's more to the truth of that than there is, you know, yeah. just being like that's bullshit. But it's, it's not too far off. Yeah, no, and even like a lot of the vocalists as well. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people. Um, not a lot, not, not anymore. But at a time, like, oh, they're just like, but that's like fucking hard, and it's it takes lots of skill. That's you know, gonna be to, yeah. uh, that's yeah. some. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, Phil, but that's something I wanted to bring up because I kind of got like a a list of kind of like trivia or similarities between you know Bad Religion, Bjork, and, and Children. Yeah, run it. Run um, it. yo, the biggest thing about these three bands, artists, whatever you want to say. They all rely so unbelievably heavy on melody. Mm -hmm. All yeah. three across the board. Um, and they're all really distinct styles, but they are all unbelievably melodic. Mm -hmm. And then there's just like weird things I found out that like, um, if you count Bjork and the Sugar Cubes, Phil, your, your record, what was it, uh, Vespertine? Yeah, yeah. That's her seventh record, and Recipe for Hate is Bad Religion's seventh record. So, like, <laughs> Interesting. they almost went ran concurrent in that, and uh, and I'm pretty sure Children of Bodom formed the year Recipe for Hate was released. Yep. Yeah, 93. <laughs> so they all kind of had, like, these weird little similarities. Yeah, these crossovers, yeah. Going, going back to Bjork real quick, I, I jotted this down. I don't know if you guys picked up on some of this, but I found, like, uh... Kind of like some some TV and, and movie composers that I feel like she grabbed from. Mm -hmm. Actually made some notes. Um, there we go. Um, find the song. Uh, the track Undo. 
mm-hmm. like um, there's like a choir at the end, and it and it immediately made me think of Danny Elfman from uh, his score in Edward Scissorhands. Oh yeah, oh that, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's only in like maybe I don't know half a minute to a minute of the song mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the, then uh, Cocoon mm-hmm. had um. It's not so much the melody, the sounds that she used are really like, uh, I, I think it's Laura Palmer's theme from uh, the mm. show Twin Peaks from, uh, okay. what's his name, um, Balamadenti, oh, Angelo Balamadenti. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. So, Maybe. I don't know if like she was just, you know, because I mean, I'm going to, I don't think you have to go out on a limb to know that Bjork was probably into David Lynch and, yeah, of course, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. So I, I found it interesting that, and it wasn't like big parts of the songs. It was subtle and it was just like, wow. I wonder if she actually was just like, I'm going to use a sound like that. Yeah, probably, man. She's all over the place, man. Especially because a lot of the, the Twin Peaks soundtrack kind of had a music box quality. And mm-hmm. I read that she used a lot of like music boxes yep. and things yep. like that. So. Yeah, it was just, yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah, that was just stuff I was picking up on. And I gotta say, uh, not that like we're voting or anything, but I, I out of the three, I think if if someone had never heard these three records, I'd say do do the Bjork record on headphones because it's um, sonically, I think it might be the most groundbreaking out of the three, maybe. Yeah, I don't think anything's ever. It's. it's I don't think anything came before it. Yeah. yeah, that was quite like it. Like you know, whereas as Recipe and and Hate Breeder, like you know, there are examples of those kind of bands. You know, maybe records not as good as those two records, but the Bjork one seems to be a. Uh, oh, this this is different. This is this is a uh, you know. The, there was there's a book um, I read um, called. Uh, how do I always you ever looking um. Basically, um, the the author was talking about it. Uh, Capitalist realism uh, is, a, is a book. I forgot the name of the author. Uh, he, he killed himself, but um, he was uh, giving a talk, and he was like, "If you listen to, let's say you are from like 1970, and you listen to music in 1980, you'd be like, oh shit, this sounds like music from the future.' You know, if you're mm. 1980 and listen to music in the 90s, like, oh shit." This sounds like mu- music from the future, but he was like so, he was saying like something happened from like the '90s until you know when I guess when he, he passed away it was like the the early 2010s. He was like someone in in 1999 listens to music in you know 2009, and there's there's not really this futuristic quality to it. Like it's it's kind of plateaued in in I think it's more like pop music, right? Not. Uh, I was gonna say absolutely with pop music, not yeah. in metal. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Or me- not even metal, with metal. Now is is if you ten years ago you played it to me about holy shit, Beast in Black is from the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that goes. Uh, was it maybe five or six years ago? Someone did a study that was like. Uh, it, Forget that music is based on math to begin with, but like mm-hmm. really broke down the formula of the pop song. Like mm-hmm. these chords, this amount of time, yeah. this BPM tempo. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're 120 BPM or something. But yeah, but like going back to what, what the guy who wrote the book that you were just talking about, mm-hmm. Phil, said, if you look at his time, <clears throat> that's the real rise of the pop producer. Yes. Where, 
where you know they're out of Sweden, I think. It's like one guy out of Sweden, like does did like a ton of music. Yeah, and and I think that's when you'll see the the decline of you know groups or bands and the rise of like the the more pop star and mm-hmm. boy band. Like yeah. I think you could see one go up, one go down, and that's mm-hmm. kind Always. of been the it's been the model for a good oh, probably twenty works. years now. Yep, yeah, it works. Yeah. So- and it's it's you could just yeah you could you could replicate it too you know yeah and so yeah I was I was just going to say like when I listen to Vespertine it sounds like music from the future even though it's 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 old it's an old ass album right it's uh even to this day yeah it's fucking twenty years old holy fucking shit um (laughs) shit I didn't realize (laughs) it's fucking twenty years old but um yeah yeah so it kind of has like that futuristic feel and I think you know that's I think um. Yeah, like uh, that's what's fun, and I I, I think you know, um, you know, uh, yeah, as a pop artist, um, that's why I really like Bjork because she, you know, this this album peaked at eleven. Uh, not that I give a shit about Billboard, but um, you know, I just looked it up. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's really, really interesting, and I don't think something like this will ever, you know, like uh, anything creative like this will ever um, get as as big unless she did it herself, but. I don't know. She's um, even she's, still uh, now. I think that I think that time. Um, and and Phil, I know this was kind of one of your guidelines that like let's not try to get too out of the wheelhouse with the with the artists we pick. Mm-hmm. But actually, I think as different as all three of these are, a lot of people who listen to at least one of these know all three of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, just because of how big children are in Europe and how long Bad Religion's been going to Europe since I think mm-hmm. like 88 like they've yeah. been playing festivals there um, and I think anybody who was you know listening to Bad Religion in 88 probably was at least knew who the Sugar Cubes were yeah. and vice versa like so yeah. I think we've, we we kind of all landed on three different sounds that by and large most people who are super into music are going to be like yeah I know all those bands yeah yeah yeah, and I, th- I found that really cool, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's um yeah, I think it's all in the same uh, uh, ecosystem and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's uh yeah, it's been been fun talking about this. So I guess um yeah, just just for for time's sake, we've been talking for uh, just about an hour. So any closing remarks about this album uh, about these albums? I know that you know Nyland man. Uh, thanks for sharing like the whole you know like. Uh, I think, you know, I really like what you said this this about how, you know, impactful um the not only the album but the band it's it, the, themselves and the evolution of the band and how it, you know, was interwoven uh in in your life and in a part of your I- I- identity and stuff and I think that that is, you know, something that I think we I think mo- maybe not only us, not like we're special or anything like that, but I think, you know, something that really connects us as friends is that um, the music that we listen to that we ingest that like that nourish us it's a part of who we are so we take it kind of seriously and um we don't we just don't listen to anything flippantly right like um music in a way is a kind of sustenance for us as 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 people um so so yeah man i just really appreciate that and i kind of envy that you've had a band that you've liked for this long you you too chris as well with bad religion like like I'm, yeah, I don't I'm, think I'm, I could go as deep as Nylon went on Bad Religion. That really seems like a, a really, a really interesting parallel through your life, Nylon. Yeah, 
But I, I never had an artist like that because I was a, I'm a, like I love Bjork and Deftones, I guess. But I don't really like they they they, they made some good music. But um, I don't know. I'd say Deftones is this is sort of Bjork. Yeah, the, rock parallel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just, absolutely. I'd, I'd say Deftones could definitely be a, a rock parallel to Bjork. Yeah, or I, could, yeah. I could see someone saying Tool could be the rock parallel to Bjork yeah. as well. <clears throat> yeah, I just, I like. There's a few albums. I that wouldn't I just... give Tool that much credit. But there's a few albums I, I just can never fuck with for for for, um, for both artists. But anyway, but yeah, no, I think it's. Oh good. man, there there are some bad religion records that I straight up hate. <laughs> Like whatever record they put out on their 30th anniversary, Phil, you were visiting and we were listening to it. And then like halfway through, we were like, yo, this kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, man, it happens. I mean, yeah, they, 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 I mean, I think they have 17 and I think there's like three. I'm just like, no, absolutely not. So that's, I don't like the second, I don't like the second album. Oh, I own it on vinyl. I have like a mint condition copy just to have. (laughs) But like, I mean, it's it's something to have, but I don't. Really it's like so it. it's so weird. It was like New Wave, nineteen eighty three. But like, there's a big push where people are like, no, oh, that record's really good, and it's like, shut up, stop trying to be <laughs> no, cool. Dude, I, they've started playing like one or two songs from that record live, and I was just like, huh, I don't ever want to hear that again. <laughs> and then yeah, no, and and I've seen some people get called out online. They were like, "Stop pretending into the unknown is a good record." And I'm like, Thank you. <laughs> I mean, the band didn't even acknowledge it for like I don't know, seventeen years. They were just like, "Yeah, no, uh, yeah." I know the band actually burned copies of it. Really? <laughs> they yeah, they they talk about it in the book they put out last summer. They were like, "Yeah." We, we found, like, boxes of the record in, in the Epitaph warehouse, and we burned them. <laughs> oh, my God, man. Yeah. And it's, it's driving all... the value up. Yeah, yeah, smart. It's a smart move. Yeah, I, I think it was repressed once for the 30th anniversary box set. Other than that, it's it's still a pretty expensive record to find. Yeah. That's, that's... Uh, for, for, for my biggest closing out of this talk, really, I'd say is, is something that I notice is where I'm coming from this differently is I'm not a musician. I've never had any... Uh, I've, I've had some attempts at it, but I failed hopelessly at it. Let's, let's, let's be real. Well, I mean, music I guess music you... wasn't my calling. I tried. I tried. <laughs> hey, I man, at least you tried. That's more yeah. than you know, well, a lot of... I think it's awesome that you at least gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. could get three chords together on a bass. I could... Bring some notes hey, people got richer. Vocals. People got rich and famous off of a lot less, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't get rich and famous. Yeah, off yeah. So, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to believe the lie enough to pull that one off. Mm. <laughs> there you go. You have too much but, uh, integrity. Yeah. That, no, but, yeah, uh, I think that's that's the way to be about it. Yeah. But yeah, what I for me, music has always been something that I've liked, something that uh, a part of me I've always sort of wished I could get into more, something I could have created more because I am creative as a visual yeah, creative. Course, yeah, very creative. And a lot of the my visual creativity is inspired by my music. A lot of my life is inspired by my music. I can I can pick songs like and I can go as in depth into offspring as I did children of bottom. Yeah, you're, uh-huh. you're you're a music nerd, man. Yeah. Uh, actually I wouldn't yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I wouldn't I wouldn't counter that. Yeah. But the thing is, because of that though, because of that passion, I think, is why I am friends with musicians, people who create 
That's true. And you do have lots of users and friends. Yeah. I, I do gravitate and because I I can't make what you guys make, but I can feel what goes into that. It's not wow. just it's not just the fact that you guys are making something that sounds good. I can feel your inspiration coming through what you're hearing. And in a way, I don't know how well I can do that, but in a way when I create my stuff, I'm trying to have the people watching what I create feel not just not to see the image, you know, mm -hmm. but to feel my timing, to feel my choice of shot. I have reason behind it. There's a, a thought process that goes into it. Some of it I don't even know, but I just sort of feel. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what goes into the creation of music. And I feel like I identify with that, even if I can't do it myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, man. Wow. I mean, I don't think you could be more of a bigger music fan than that right there, yeah. you know, and not be a musician. That's that's huge praise, man. Yeah, no, like, yeah, thanks, man. Um, And just, yeah, just like, uh, yeah, thanks, Nyland, for just using my stuff. I know my music's a bit weird and uh, <laughs> strange. It's so weird, though. It's weird, though. It's weird and strange, but it actually suits my uh, visual style really well. Uh, yeah, man. So, yeah, this is this. Thanks for the uh, support. I, and um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say, like, what, what Chris was saying is, um, you know, for someone who's not a musician, you know, I think a lot of people who don't, not everybody, but a lot of people who don't play play music don't really think about, you know, what goes into it. You know, it's like, oh, cool, you play guitar, nice, you play drums, cool. Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know. The, <laughs> Oh, can, can can you do this? Oh, like, I I don't want to get, get in trouble. No, no offense. Did you play any, the forbidden riff? <laughs> well, no, it's like, um, I don't want anybody who's given me a compliment before to get mad. So, you know, just don't get mad when I say this. But when someone says, oh, you listen to my stuff. I'm like, oh, this sounds like uh, Moby or something. <laughs> something like, right. It's just like, uh, you know, like, I don't care what I sound like, you know, like, thanks. But like, what do you think about it? Like, what? what what right. you know like is it bad you know like say it's say it's bad or say you know it's weird right but like a lot of people who don't are not into music they don't uh, you know it's it's just you know music in a, in a way like music is kind of a musician thing right that's why pop music is big so it's it's nice that you know um you know that you your, your support and just like you know just as a friend um that you you know listen to to um my stuff in particular um you know with a critical ear um and you know and you I like listened to chris stuff with a cr critical ear the last time he sent me some stuff as well so that's cool yeah <laughs> yeah no he did he was like it's great but you know it's it's not really doing it for me and 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 i totally get that because the hooligans were very specific and just being like we want an easy fun band to do and we want to play ramon style bouncy soul stuff and and legit have fun because we've all done so many other different bands that it's like i mean that's what we're doing today at 10 o'clock in the morning let's just yeah. play some rock and roll yeah you and, know and, yeah for you chris man i mean in, in a way you you've ruined me because I <laughs> you always say that i always say man because i can never play with another drummer man i just can't i, I can't do it no <sighs> offense i just i can't you know or it might be it might be i can't play with any drummers that aren't from long island that might be it. <laughs> I don't oh, know okay. what it is. That might that might Oddly be specific. Uh, I don't know how many yeah. drummers from Long Island you're gonna find over in Japan. No, but um, there yeah, might I've, be probably one. But I've always find it extremely difficult to, to groove um, with anybody, but you. Um, so so yeah, man. Uh, thank oh, you. Uh, and, here's uh, to no, doing it again someday. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, man, we, we got it, we got it. But yeah, any any closing remarks, Chris, before before we, before we end? Um, not really. Just other than anybody who's listening to this, I have a. I, I'd be curious as to see how many people are going to listen to this episode that aren't musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, and to that, I would say, you know, just just keep digging for music. Like I said in my episode, like it's it's easier to dig now for music because it's just so accessible and everywhere and everybody's paying their ten dollars for spotify or whatever Mm -hmm. it is you know um that you could really never run out you know i legitimately keep a handwritten list yeah you know just because i know it gets so overwhelming you might just be it's easy to fall back on you know a bjork record or a bad religion Mm -hmm. record where Mm -hmm. it's like all right let me look at my list Mm -hmm. what was recommended to me and I, I, you know, I think I'd recommend musicians to do that too, but I, I already have a feeling that I think they do that anyway. Yeah. You know? Fine. Anyone who's listening to this, drop a comment legitimately. Listen to, even if it's just one track from each of these albums. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that, that'd honest, be awesome. Passionate opinion, what you think, and whether you agree with any of the shit we've said or not. I mean, it's great to hear. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah. you know, um, we are not. Uh, we were not prone to uh, talking shit about, you know, pop music and stuff. And I, you know, as as a teacher, I work at, you know, as a I work at a college. Uh, you know, I meet lots of, you know, 19, 20, 21 year olds, and they love pop music, right? Um, you know, the yeah, fuck that. I'll talk shit about pop music. All <laughs> but, no, but I want to. I want to say, you know, I, I think a lot of people think that when somebody says, you know, pop music sucks, which it does. Um, that it's a personal attack on the people who listen to it, and yeah. no, that's not it. It's just easily accessible, right? It's it's and I and I just want when I think I think when we when we say this, I think you know we want to say, okay, you can like that, but why don't you listen to something else, like something that you have to dig to find, you know, something that you would that's not being shoved in your face, you know, on on the TV or on the radio. You For know? me. Yeah. Not even that. Even if you want, if you don't want to do that, it's just a you. It's a it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you're listening to because you have to because it's there because that's all there is. Mm-hmm. But it's a. I like this. Mm-hmm. I really legitimately like this paint by numbers sound. This is what I love. This mm-hmm. is what does it for me. Mm-hmm. If you can justify what you listen to, it doesn't really matter what you listen to. Fair enough. But at the same time. Um, if you're gonna come at me and say what I listen to is trash, oh, you better fucking say <laughs> argument because I will lay into you and everything you listen to, and I will make you feel like shit for listening to your pop ass music. You know, maybe it's it's one of the few things I'm pretty optimistic about is that I think that a lot of people who might have not dug deeper into some types of music, like I like to think most of those people would find. Um, at least something you know considered underground or something they didn't yeah. know that they could get down with like if someone who likes modern day green day you know everything post nimrod never got yeah. into the lookout records stuff mm-hmm. like if i showed them you know the replacements they might be like oh yeah, like yeah. this was what 1987 mm-hmm. okay i i like this yeah but and, um, in 2021 yeah. who's Who's finding replacement records? It's going to be kids that are into, you know, punk rock. They're yeah. going to be like, oh, oh, this this band kind of was punk, but then went like college radio, but like ran concurrent with like, you know, a lot of the 80s punk stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, you know, and, and, and 
so much like, you know, I just use modern day Green Day as an example. So much of that, you know, I'm sure if you ask the dudes in Green Day, they'd be like, yeah, we still rip off the replacements, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, I just, I think that, you know, we just, um, I, I, I'll say it's like, I guess one story. I, I saw a student, uh, with the Wu-Tang Clan shirt. Um, and I was like, you know, <laughs> like a 18 year old, uh, you know, this regular 18 year old girl. And I'm like, oh shit, Wu-Tang Clan. She's like, huh? I'm like, yo, your, your shirt, it's a Wu-Tang shirt. She's like, oh, I bought it at H&M. I, I, I thought it looked cool. <laughs> yo, so, Phil, like... <laughs> Phil I, I got you on that. A girl I work with born in 1996. Mm-hmm. Someone I wouldn't peg to be wearing this shirt, wearing a tie-dye Metallica shirt. I was like, oh, you, you like Metallica? She's like, I had no idea it was a band. Until <laughs> Dude, I threw the horns up at some kid in fucking Harajuku for wearing a Slipknot shirt. Uh-huh. And I, I threw the horns up and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> he looks at me like, what the hell? And But so I asked him, he's like, hey, Slipknot. Because it was around the time Slipknot was playing, like in a week or so. Mm-hmm. Some, it was really close to a Slipknot show. Like, are you going to the show? Or what's your favorite song? He's like, uh, uh, what are you, what are you doing? Like, the Slipknot, the shirt. It's like, and I, I'm not the hugest. I like Slipknot, but I'm not the hugest Slipknot fan. Why? Well, my Slipknot fans were there. They might have laid into the poor kid. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny. That all three of us have a story about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's you know, but I, you know, I was like, yo, listen. You know, I don't know if she ever did. I was like, yo, man, listen to listen to it. It's good. You know, like I don't know if it's your thing. But uh, it's funny, like, you know, um, how, you know, uh, <laughs> just, you know, music gets lost. And these are fairly big bands, you know. It's and, just, and, and dude, yeah, I told lost. her, I was just like, you do know Metallica's like the only band in the world to play on every continent. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, like, really? Yeah. I think music I told her lost. to check out the, uh, you know, the the famous concert they did in, in Russia in like 91, is it, or 92? Uh, yeah. yeah, where it's yeah. just... It's one of the biggest crowds I've ever seen any mm-hmm. show ever have. It's it's gigantic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, so music, I think, you know, um, based on our, our culture and stuff, um, I guess I'll just end with this. Based on our culture and stuff, you know, everything is just like consume, buy, finished. You know, like like albums really aren't a thing anymore, right? Everything's like singles and stuff. But um, music doesn't age. You know, music is is it's 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 like you know it's like looking at a, a van gogh or i don't know a caravaggio or i don't know whatever artist and we're like oh this oh this is so fucking old it's 200 years old it's like still good <laughs> it still has you know it still has you know value you know um and yeah i just you know I, um i think um you know what pop hey, music don't don't fuck with the buck <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. But anyway, yeah, yeah, just li- listen, listen to some old stuff, you know, like, um, you know, find, you know, listen, listen to, you know, fucking something different, something new. Have fun. You know, if we ever do this again, I'm totally picking the most pop record that I love. Oh, nice. <laughs> if we do this again, let's let's add a, a nice twist, something like that. Pick a pick a something like a pop song, yeah. something yeah. that. Yeah, why not? We'll, okay. we'll discuss it. Let's do this again. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's call I, this I like Let's this. do this again. All right. Cool. All right. So, so yeah, man. Yo, guys, thank you so much uh, for taking the time out to do this. Um, I love you guys. Um, you guys are my heroes. You know, I look up to you guys so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, let's let's do this again another Sunday. Right. Sounds good, Phil. Love you too, brother. <laughs> <laughs>